Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Welcome to Geek 5 Live. Hey, I'm Jason Inman, and you're listening to Geek Vibes. It's geeky, and it's vibey. It's awesome. Welcome, 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 welcome to the first episode of Geek Vibes Live of 2018, Season 2, Episode 1. Nick, I will start keeping count of our, our episodes here at Geek Vibes Live. Uh, I like, honestly, man, I like it better when you're just like Episode 3,472. Like. <laughs> All right, maybe then I'll go back to that then. Um, welcome to the first episode of the year. Very excited to be back with you guys. We have had, like, what is it, like eight weeks off, so it's really good to get back. A lot of stuff to talk about, but first, let's introduce the panel. Uh, what's going on, Dane? Okay. Uh, <laughs> what's going on, the sounds of silence, apparently. <laughs> hi. Uh, sorry, I, I didn't realize that. I have a mute button on, but uh, hi, guys. How's it going? Awkward. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, man, okay. I thought he was on. Uh, what's going on, Nick? Uh, nothing much, man. Just uh, excited to talk all this geeky news. It's been a little too long, so I'm excited to get to it. And go Falcons. Yeah, until February. Anyway, uh, Joel, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you mean it down next good. week. Oh, shit. Hi. It's tense right now. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm not even going to introduce Shannon this week. Anyway, what's going on, kid? Okay. Man, I'm excited. Uh, I didn't think I was going to get to be on tonight, but I'm here and uh, I'm going to do a little trash talking and talking about some of the hot topics this week. Absolutely. Uh, the silent assassin will not be silent this week. So that's definitely going to be a lot of fun for the show. Um, but let's get right into it. Oh, by the way, before we start, Shannon should be uh, joining us a little later. But if she does not, she will be back with us next Sunday. Wanted to give Shannon a shout out before I forget because when you guys aren't on the show, I do forget to mention you guys. So I want to get better at that. Um, but anyway, let's get right into the topic. Um, with Avengers 4 being the last of the original Avengers contracts, uh, should Marvel reconsider making their solos more than three 
per character. Uh, Joel, I'll start with you. What are your thoughts on uh, the idea of Marvel maybe expanding, and uh, instead of it just being three for each solo character, maybe they do four or five? I really that I really just think that it matters. It depends on the character. Like I don't really know if I want to see four Doctor Strange movies. <laughs> not that I don't want to. I'm just saying it's not something I'd rather. Like other movies, I'd probably like rather see get a priority. But I'm saying if they're gonna give me four Spider-Man movies and it all leads up to a certain point, like uh, the fourth or the third movie being uh, Sinister Six, then I'm all for it. But if it's something, you know, other than that, it's like. I don't know if it needed to get go that far, but I would never ever complain if they did. I'll put it to you. I'll put it to you like that. Yeah, no, I understand what you're saying. Uh, biggest reason why uh, I wanted to ask this was because Chris Hemsworth was saying Avengers Four <clears throat> wraps up his contract. Um, right. But you know, because of what him and Watiti or whatever, however you pronounce his name, Taika the way Waititi. they reinvented. <laughs> thank you, thank you. The way they reinvented that character. Um, they're really interested in the idea of um, exploring that character more. He says even in Avengers 3 and 4, his character evolves again. So he'd like to see what that character can do uh, beyond just those two movies. So it kind of sparked a little interest in my mind of, yeah, I agree with you, Joel. Not every character should have... Uh, I, I would even say, I don't even think the, the, the new uh, Avengers roster, all of them need mm-hmm. three let alone four or five. Um, but if you told me there was another Iron Man movie that would actually be better than Iron Man 3, uh, I'd point. be interested. Uh, yeah. you know, I'd be interested. Or if Chris Evans said, hey, I'll come back for Captain America 4, which is where I completely stepped, you know, stepped down uh, from the role or whatever. Like, that's my last time being Captain America. I'd love a movie, like a full movie dedicated to him that's his is goodbye. Um, right. I mean, you know, certain ideas are interesting. Spider-Man, because there's so much you could do with that character, I'd be down Big with world. five movies. Yeah, yeah. world he had. I'd be down with that. Hello? Yeah, hello? Jawan? Yeah, I don't hear nothing now. I think yeah. Jawan? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to go. Um, go ahead, I, uh, you go. <laughs> I, uh, I actually don't really um, – I don't really like the idea of, of, like, doing that, especially because we have, like, these new characters coming in. I'm really excited to see Black Panther. I definitely want a Black Panther trilogy. Um, right. Captain Marvel. Right. I want to see a couple more Doctor Strange movies. Um, and then the biggest thing to me is with the acquisition, if the Fox deal goes through, you can introduce the X-Men, you can introduce the Fantastic Four. I think that's going to take up plenty of space. So I don't necessarily need to see that now. If they ended up doing um, like a new Captain America trilogy with uh, like post um, Steve Rogers, like say he dies and then uh, well, Avengers 4 probably, um, and then mm-hmm. you have Falcon – Either uh, either Falcon or Bucky take up the mantle, or maybe you have them both kind of take up the mantle. I'm not sure exactly how they would want to do it, but that I would be interested in seeing um, to kind of see those two come together. Because um, I think you could really build an interesting dynamic between those two characters who at this point in time are kind of like the, the 
Steve's two best friends who don't get along, like how would they bond and come together in the event of Steve's death? Um, I think you could play out a really interesting story arc there. Um, with Thor, I don't, again, I don't, I like, I would like to see like a new trilogy of like, if, if Thor dies, bring in the female Thor, um, or you could even bend the rules a little bit and bring in Tessa Thompson, uh, her character Valkyrie, to to right. kind of play that central focus. Um, so that, uh, in those respects, I would be interested. But I'm not really all that keen on seeing um, like a like a Thor four with Chris Hemsworth or or even an Iron Man four. And and by the way, people need to. I hate it when people dog Iron Man three so much. Like it's not a bad movie. <laughs> Not a bad movie. It's got a it's got a weak third act, and I know everyone got pissed because of the whole Mandarin thing, but it's not a bad movie. Whatever. <laughs> I'm um, just saying, it's not a bad movie. So, so I'm going to assume, Juwan, uh, if you're there, uh, go ahead and talk right now, and if not, I'll I'll take over like we just talked about. Got a little couple of things going on, guys. All right, so we're going to wait for him to figure that whole thing out, and I'm going to take over as. Uh, you know, when it comes to talking about this. So I guess I will right. let Kanan go next if Kanan doesn't have any uh, soccer hooligans in the background. Kanan, <laughs> how do you feel? Uh, soccer hooligans? I don't, I don't like soccer, but uh, uh, anyways, as far as, uh, <laughs> I mean, as far as uh, the topic goes, um, I think that it's really just going to determine on uh, you know the overall finality of the deal between Fox and um, you know Disney. You know getting done. I, then I think that they should you know go from there. I think they've got enough lined up to keep us entertained until that uh, is complete. Uh, in the meantime, I, I really think they're already working behind the scenes to get scripts prepared and movies prepared um, to go in, in that other direction. So I, I agree with Nick. I don't really want to see another Thor movie right now. Um, I think Ant-Man and the Wasp is going to be really good. So I think, you know, they can go ahead and plan a third movie, uh, for that. Uh, you know, they, uh, not sure what the secret meeting that, uh, Lawrence Fishburne had with Marvel, but, um, you know, if his character really evolves in the Ant-Man and Wasp movie, it'd be kind of cool to see where, you know, he, he takes his, uh, character, um, down the line. I think there's just going to be so much there that, I honestly think this is going to be changing of the guard after Avengers 4. I really think you're going to start to see the old uh, squad kind of phased out. I don't think completely removed, but I think this is going to see kind of a, um, you know, a refresh. You know, uh, they still got a couple more Spider-Man movies. Uh, We're definitely, you know, we can definitely get uh, a really good Fantastic Four film, hopefully. Um, I don't know where they're going to go as far as the cast for the X-Men films. I hope they don't get rid of everybody. Uh, but it'd be kind of be fresh to bring that in. We know that uh, rebooting and recasting Wolverine, according to reports, is high on their list, you know, so they can go that direction. Um, I think if Venom comes out and it's really successful and Marvel and Sony can continue to have that relationship, I really think that uh, they would be stupid not to combine Spider-Man and Venom uh, and Carnage or whoever happens to be the villain. So I think there's just so many possibilities that we don't really need to see the old cast um, continue right now. I really would love to see a Hulk movie, though. Um, I don't I don't think it's going to happen, but I really would like to see, um, you know, a standalone Hulk film, at least one more. 
Well, that's like the last big one um, that they have to get worked out with is Universal for the, you know, the theatrical rights to the, to the Hulk and a majority of the characters. Yep. So I'm with you on that. I would definitely love to see that. Um, I think personally about this whole concept, I think that the amount of movies they, they have are fine because the whole thing comes back to having to pin down an actor and get them to sign a contract to make X amount of movies. And if you keep on ho- making that higher and higher, that's going to scare away certain actors to commit, to be able to be like, yeah, I'll commit to the next, what, 10 years of, of, of my life and acting career to be a part of these huge ensemble films, which I'm not saying it doesn't happen because obviously it does, but I'm fine with them being at three uh, per character. I don't, that doesn't really bother me as much. I think that they're going to be expanding so much. And like you guys have all said, in so many different ways that we're going to see, you know, like they're doing with Ant-Man and the Wasp, go back in time. Maybe we'll get the Fantastic Four in the 60s, like that whole idea. Or, you know, they're going to, they're going to now mess with the X-Men characters. So there's going to be so many branching um, in the future. I just think that when it comes down to it, it's going to be more about individual stories as, uh, instead of a whole entire uh, arc. And, you know, maybe that will benefit it. But I think eventually, I mean, we're going we're gonna to see another Iron Man movie. Um, I don't know if it will be a reboot. Um, or Daddy will come back, or they'll have another person take over for him. Um, I don't think Gwyneth Paltrow, but you, you know what I'm saying. It's inevitable. So, um, who knows? I think everyone went. Uh, Juwan, did you uh, make it back here, buddy? Can you hear me? We can hear you! God, okay, I didn't want to do perfect. that. I'm, I'm so glad you're back. It's like God <laughs> in the ear. Um, no, I, I was gonna. I was gonna add to that. You were saying so many things they could do with time. Uh, one one theory I was hearing that they were gonna go with for uh, either of uh, well, not Avengers three, but Avengers four is uh, the idea of instead of Miss Marvel as being like a part of you know everything that's been going on, but she's like been protecting space and time or whatever. They could pull her out of the nineties with with the time gym. Uh, Nick Fury can maybe remember that it was someone that he worked with that would be strong enough to maybe help uh, take out Thanos, and they use the time stone to go back and get her. So, I mean, I definitely get what you mean about, like, you know, them going back in time, so many different things you can do with it. Um, I I see you guys' point on it not needing to be more than three. I just like the idea of if the guy wants to come back, I like the idea of Marvel being willing to say, okay, well, if you want to come back and just do a fourth film, sure, RDJ, we'll we'll bring you back for just a fourth film. You don't necessarily have to sign on for like a six, seven, eight picture deal. You could just do the standard three, and then if you're open to coming back past just the team-up movies, then you have that freedom to kind of come back and and do whatever you want with with that character. So I just like the idea of them being flexible with the idea of them wanting to come back. But I definitely understand uh, Nick and Kanan, but they all, uh, and you also, Dan, with the whole idea of they don't necessarily need to do four or five. We're good with what we got. Um, so, go ahead. Even to go on what you were just saying, though, if, if, if they say that Robert Downey Jr. is going to do another Iron Man movie, I'm not going to go, oh, damn it, no. Honestly, <laughs> like, you know, if he comes back, that, that would be great. I have no problem with that. And I would love for them to ta- – if they could tackle the demon in a bottle story arc uh, from Iron Man um, and incorporate, like, that be Robert Downey's Logan, I think that would be extremely amazing. It doesn't have to be 
you know, it's about him, be, because, you know, realizing he's an alcoholic and stuff like that. That's, that's some real deep stuff, and it's one of the best storylines. Now, I don't think they're going to do that, but I'm just saying there are other stories that you can do with Iron Man. They, they kind of just got the, the bottom of the barrel, really, even though the character's been around a long time with the movies. But if RDJ wanted to I come mean, back, I'm not going to complain. I, yeah, I no, like no, that I a lot. I completely agree with you. I, I was even going to say I love the uh, the storyline idea that you had for an Iron Man 4. I've always wanted, if RDJ was, like, done being Iron Man, I always wanted his final movie to be the Mandarin the way that it should be. Uh, just because that was, like, one of his most formidable uh, opponents. And most of these comic book characters that we've seen, we've seen them go up against uh, their proper villain. And it, it, it always crushed me that, I had waited so long for the idea of like a big screen Iron Man versus the Mandarin. And then when we thought we were getting it, we were completely robbed of that. Uh, so I would have, I would have always liked the idea of him going out versus the Mandarin uh, because that could definitely not only be a sight to behold just visually, but they could really do some really great story uh, story wise things with, with that character. But I like your idea also. I mean, either way would be perfect. And I would say, Combined. I would you, I would really be shocked if Marvel, uh, if Marvel went the route that you were saying, because that would mean they would have to go a lot darker with that character than they already have, and I would be really interested to see that. Well, yeah, what, what I, I like that, is also. I think it would be, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dave. I just, I'll, I'll give you one sentence. I, I just want to say, like, you could incorporate the Mandarin in the story. Think about if Tony's facing his biggest foe, you know, while coping with you know, alcoholism, and, and, I mean, within the story, Tony does some really stupid stuff because he's an alcoholic, and he's still crime-fighting, so that type of, you could still have Mandarin as the big villain for the fourth one, and incorporate that all in one, I want to, ha- oh, now I want that, want that to happen, so Marvel, get on that <laughs> now. Yeah, and I, ahead, I think, too, uh, another thing that, like, there are two things, really, one, uh, they really kind of set this whole um, story arc up in Iron Man 2 and never followed through with it um, because after Avengers, Shane Black came on and did the, the PTSD, uh, Tony Stark, which, again, like, I'm not, like, I'm not dogging that. I thought, I thought it was an uh, interesting way to take the character. Um, but like, they really set it up in Iron Man 2 that, like, he, he has this problem with alcoholism. Um, so I think it would be a good way to tie kind of back to that. And... Um, I think even more importantly, you you have an actor who has has kind of won the battle versus addiction um, as a human being, and I think you could get a lot out of Robert Downey Jr. in that role and and, and with that performance. Um, So I think that would be really interesting to see. Yeah, I mean, it it definitely will be. uh, You know, one thing to look out for is they made – they made it known that they wanted to kind of, they wanted to touch on it, but then completely separate the idea of that. Uh, And you could tell that that's what they wanted with Iron Man 3, with, uh, you know, all the other movies RDJ was in after that. Um, So it'll be interesting. Like I said, that would really, I don't want to say ballsy because I, I don't think that would necessarily be ballsy, but it would just be something that no one would see coming if Marvel decided to go that route of going that dark. Uh, with their lead character, uh, so that'll definitely be something fun to um, to to see. Uh, but then, and maybe we'll finally get Jodie Foster to shut the fuck up. 
you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, I'm coming for you later. Wait, stay where it's coming, guys. I, I can't okay, wait well, for that for that segment. I, I, it's going to be funny, <laughs> or fun rather, to listen to Dane just rant about Jodie Foster being a bitch. <laughs> well, tell you what, Dane. After these next two topics, I'm going to let you. I'm going to let you lead lead right into to uh, tearing apart Jodie Foster. Um, even though, by the way, really quick, shout out to Jodie Foster. Uh, <laughs> she did direct an episode on Black Mirror that I thought was just fantastic. Uh, but that, that has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. Anyway, Very good, um, it was really, really, really good. Uh, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, but let's move on to our next topic, one that I'm sure Kanan is looking to rant about a little bit. Um, we have, it looks like, some new management over in the DC Films world. Uh, Walter Hamada um, is pretty much, I guess, the new head of DC Films, I assume. Um, so my question goes to you, Joel. Do you think Walter is the right person to get DC Films back on track? Well, that's a very good question that I don't know if anybody actually knows uh, because not many <laughs> people know who Walter Hamada is. Um, I don't know him very well. I just know of him, uh, and I know he's been involved in certain, like at New Line uh, a lot lately with uh, working on it and working on uh, Conjuring. And, uh, he's been working recently on Shazam, but... I mean, aside from that, I know nothing about him. Uh, I have to take the word for it, uh, but that's that's all I can really go for. So, no, it's not very exciting. Uh, is he the right guy? Possibly and hopefully, but that's as far as I can go with it because, I mean, we don't know anything about him <laughs> at all. Yeah, no, that that's absolutely true. Uh, I do say a lot. When it comes to movies, um, the less I know about you sometimes, to me, is the best because – I don't know that much about you. My expectations aren't overly high. So it's like right. if you come in and the the first the first film that comes out is let's say uh uh I don't want to say Aquaman cuz that was already, that's already been done. Let's say Wonder Woman right, 2. Right. And I don't think that movie's Shazam. good or I don't think the or Shazam, yeah, or Shazam. Well, I don't think the marketing or anything is good. I'm not going to go. We'll see. Told you he was going to come in here and mess it up. I don't know anything about right, that. Right. So my expectations aren't high for him. They're just like, <laughs> I know what my expectations for the entire DC lot is, but I don't right. set particular expectations for this guy. I don't know much right. about him. Uh, but Nick, what are your thoughts on uh, Walter Mata? Oh, it's a terrible fucking choice, man. It's terrible. Like, and I said the same thing. I wrote an article for, uh, for Geek Vibes Nation uh, a little over a year ago, when they when they decided to give Toby Emmerich, um, make him the the CEO of Warner Brothers, um, the, the the like experience isn't there. Um, like if you go and you look at Armada, uh, what I'm sorry, is it Walter what? Hamada. Or Hamada. Yeah, Hamada or whatever. Um, I mean, you go <laughs> and you look at his filmography. He's a horror director, or I'm sorry, horror producer. Um, like that's that's what ninety percent of his of his uh, filmography is, is is horror movies, um, and that's fine. Like like put him in charge of the dark universe uh, thing that's not existing anymore, or you know something that fits what he what he does. Um, but to put him in charge of this, I I just don't understand it. I don't get it. Like 
and his and his horror movies have been like hit or miss. Like he's been involved with uh, like the Conjuring movies, which you know those were um, good movies and well received. Um, and then you know he also was involved with the Annabelle movies, which are you know terrible, terrible movies. The second one was good. Um, he, yeah, second he, one was well, good. Yeah, yeah okay. second one was good. Well, whatever. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, guys, I mean, y'all, y'all liked the 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 damn Guy Ritchie King Arthur movie, so like, I that wasn't that bad. That wasn't I, that bad. Yeah. Uh, oh, see, there you go. It wasn't that bad. Like that's that's it not was. a. That's, I, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, no, anyway, Iron Man story next. The guy, hey. It just has a bad third act, right? It's a bad movie. Fuck y'all. Um, but, but never, it's not a bad movie. But, like, let, let, let me not get off track. My, my point is this. The, the guy is, he's out of his element. He's Donnie right now. He's not in his element. Um, I, 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 yeah, it's a Big Lebowski joke. A Dane might get it. Um, but, I did get it. Like, <laughs> but, like, seriously, he, I, don't, I don't feel like this is the right pick. Um, it, it, you know, uh, to throw out two others that he was involved with, uh, the the Jason, uh, the Friday the Thirteenth reboot that never went anywhere after the first one, and the Nightmare on Elm Street reboot that never went anywhere after the first one. Um, so like, he's got. I mean, like I said, he's hit or miss. He's like fifty fifty. You want to get a guy who is is like going to really you're going to really feel comfortable with. And I don't think that's this guy. Um, I just, I, I don't think it's a good decision. Well, I, I mean, the, the, main thing, the, the main thing I'm, I'm focused on is, is this a guy that will help uh, Jeff Johns do whatever Jeff Johns needs to be done to make the DC films successful? Uh, as long well, as he's not a guy way. that's going to get in. Exactly. As long as he's not a guy that's going to go, well, no, I want it this way and I want it that way. I don't, I, I don't think we can necessarily. I see what you're saying. You're going off of the, the films he's been a part of that, that weren't that good. Uh, well, not even that. Not even, wait, hold on. But here's the thing. Not even the ones that aren't that good. It's just that, that he's, he's a horror movie guy. Like, cause he was involved with it most recently, the new, the new yeah. it, which is, Right. Like by all accounts, great. So like, but it's it's just the fact that like what his background is is like, and there's been this like this talk about tonal shift with the DC movies. But does this mean there's not going to be a tonal shift? Does this mean they're going to kind of keep no. them dark? And I don't. Well, I just don't feel like this this hmm. adds to any amount of direction for Warner Brothers with their DC properties. Well, I think that's what me and Joel are trying to say. Is it's way too early because even if he wasn't brought in. We still have no idea what 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 direction they're they're trying to head in, or or what exactly they want going forward. We still have right, and this no doesn't idea. help. And this doesn't. But help I don't think it gives you any clarity hurts, to that. Uh, I mean, I, I guess it, I don't think it I, hurts it. I, I kind of disagree, but I see what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I see what you're saying definitely, but I, I just think me and Joel are just trying to say it's it's a little too early. That's why I started off by saying let's see what either Shazam or, or Wonder Woman 2 does uh, before I can, you know, like sure. actually say, you know, this right. guy maybe isn't the right guy for the job or not. Um, but, right. Dane, I'm sorry. Uh, what are your thoughts? Take a ballpoint hammer and bash my testicles in 600 fucking <laughs> times. 
Can we please have a come to Jesus meeting over at Warner fucking brothers? The fact okay. that they moved now, uh, they moved DC. They, at least they were in their own studio. And now it's literally moved under the wing of the main Warner brothers films. I don't think this guy's good. I think he's going to be a puppet to the rest of the people. I'm so fucking sick of the DC universe getting completely just at this point molested by fucking people. Like this is ridiculous. It's a bunch of superheroes. It's the other guys, you know, they have all of them. They own all of them. And it's like every fucking time, you know, I'm sorry, Jeff Jones wasn't probably the best person for the job per se, because he's not a film guy. You know, he did great with television comics, but even if he was doing good, and even if we can give him credit for helping out Wonder Woman, Warbros didn't think so. They basically demoted his ass, and the other guy was leaving to do other stuff. No, it's basically just, Warner Brothers, I, I don't understand what the fuck happened. Like, if we did this like a movie voice, from the guy that produced Sorority Boys and 47 Ronin. Like, I mean, it's not really that bad that you know, he is a producer, but executive producer, I'm looking at his IMDb. That means that he funded a bunch of stuff. What credibility does that bring towards DC comic books? You know, you look at Kevin Feige, his resume goes all the way back to having involvement in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man films. He's always been very closely related to, you know, comic books, and he was going to be in charge of this whole entire thing, and he executed it great. They are so flustered and just... I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm, I'm getting every time that there's an update over with something DC did, you, you would think that after the exposure of all the information that came out with the rumors about, you know, the reason why just reading didn't get more time was because they wanted to get a freaking Christmas bonus and shit like that. And like all this stuff of stuff, it's, it seems like it's not going to get better anytime soon. It seems like it's honestly going to get worse. And I hope it's not. And I hope they don't scrap a DC universe. And I do want great films like Wonder Woman and Man of Steel, and then to drive on that, connect everything with the villains, with the post-cred scenes, and eventually, once it becomes viable, then you can do a Justice League 2. Because Justice League is about to make a little bit over or a little bit under $700 million in theaters. Justice League was a known name more so than the Avengers at one point, for a while. I don't understand how any of this is happening, and I don't think that the that this guy, to me at least, is credible enough. Let, let's see what happens, but we say that with every other friggin' person, and then it, you know, either they do good, or and all of a sudden they're demoted like Jock Jones, or uh, you know, Zach, look what happened to Zack Snyder. I mean, it's, it's fucking ridiculous. I'm, just give me some positive news from them. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go jump off a cliff now after talking about this. Thanks. Well, um, negative well, news. No. <laughs> I, I see where you're coming from, Dane, but I, I will say, if Aquaman's good, it's it it'll then completely confuse me because then what it'll show is like if Aquaman's not only good in in its uh, in its quality, but as far as the box office, what it'll say is okay. Well, you've had a Wonder Woman, you've had an Aquaman, and Justice League wasn't a bad movie. Could it have been better? Sure, but it wasn't a bad movie. So it's like, all right, you're making good movies that mm-hmm. maybe aren't achieving what you want in the box office. So the, the problem is you getting these movies proper uh, reception, whether it's from the, the media or the fan base. But the fan base seems to be enjoying these films. So it's like they just have to find a way, I guess, to maybe get the media on their side. Because I believe media is kind of why these movies aren't achieving what they should box office-wise. 
uh, people are hearing it, and then they're just not really interested in going to see it. So, I mean, th- there's small things that they need to fix. I don't think it's, it's huge, and I'm curious if this guy is someone that maybe is just fitting into the mold and is working, uh, you know, whether it's with Jeff Johns or whoever, to kind of just get them in, in a structured place so they can, like, sustain success going forward. It's just it's, – it's really tricky, but the only reason why I'm not that – uh, uh, disappointed in the, the selection of him is because I'm not 100% sure if Warner Brothers is continuously, um, you know, sticking their, their hands in, you know, in what's going on, if anybody that was signed to this position would be able to completely turn around uh, what some see is, is uh, a mess over there in Warner Brothers. So that's the only reason why I'm not, I'm not there yet. But like I said, if if everything surrounding whatever the next movie after Aquaman is is just god awful, then I'm I'm completely right right uh, right with you guys. But I just feel as though I need to give him just one small chance before I completely yeah. go. I can this agree with that. No, horrible. it's just it's just it's just at this point, and you guys know how I am. Obviously, uh, it's hard <laughs> for me to give any type of optimism towards DC and. It's just a lot of things. Like, I did like Justice League. You know, I think all of us have admitted many times that we like Justice League. But still, I mean, it's, I don't know. I, uh, this actually bothers me. Like, on a, like, I'm physically moving my hands and wanting to choke something in front of me. But I get what you're saying. I'll try to give the guy a chance. I can't wait to see what Kanan's going to say about this because it's going to go either way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and real quick, just before we go to Kanan, I will say this, too. Mm-hmm. It it was a totally, like, smart move to put somebody in charge of their D.C. properties. Put a guy in charge like like they have uh, at, at Disney with Kevin Feige. Um, I just I – don't, I don't think they picked the right guy. That's – that is the crux well, of my um, – I will my, say this. My... I will say this. If you're Warner Brothers, you've been waiting – for someone to come along that if something does not go right with DC films or anything like that, that you can say, no, 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 don't look at us. Look at him. Look at well, him. someone has come along him, that in guy. the words of Charles no, Xavier. Because <laughs> this guy will fuck it up, I'm telling you. And, and hey, hopefully I'm wrong, but I don't have any faith whatsoever. Yeah, all I'm saying is you're sounding very confident this won't work out. Uh, Kanan, what is uh, what are your thoughts? Okay, now I I like this move, and I'm going to tell you why I like this move. Ooh. Because Walter Hamada is the is the John Berg. He's taken over the John Berg role. John Berg was a man that was supposed to come in, and what Walter Hamada will do. Is he just like he did at New Line? Is he's going to vet the directors? It's Jeff John's responsibility to have the creative foresight, like a Kevin Feige, to shape the universe, to make sure that the directors have their own creative freedom, but also to maintain uh, the tone and the place that DC wants to go from here on out. Now, let me tell you why Walter Hamada is a great choice. Because he has great working relationships with directors such as James Wan, David Sandberg, uh, Andres Muschietti, who did It, 
uh, writers like Kerry Fukunaga, who uh, did it, also did True Detective. So he's got quite uh, a repertoire with people who have been very successful in uh, Hollywood. Also, another reason why this is a great choice is because he's take he's oversaw movies like It that had a budget of $35 million and went on to do $700 million. Annabelle had a budget of $6 million and went on to do $230-something million. So he's oversaw movies with peanuts for budgets that went on to be highly successful. Berg, according to the report for Justice League, Berg was told to go to London and make sure that the budget for Justice League did not balloon uh, past what they had said. What were all the reports that it bloomed over three hundred million dollars or more? That is like three hundred and fifty. Major. That has been DC's major problem. Uh, one of their problems is the fact that their movies have been way over budget. Patty Jenkins did Wonder Woman for one hundred and fifty million dollars. That movie went on to be highly successful. I know the other movies have been profitable, um, other than Justice League. I don't know where that's going to fall, but that's why they brought in like. A guy like Walter Hamada, he has oversaw movies, he's controlled budgets, and he's marketed and turned the films into huge successes. So while Hamada does probably, you know, he doesn't have the background in the comic books, that's where Jeff Johns is going to have to come in and be that go-to guy. He's going to have to be the guy that sees the ship go in the direction they want DC films. But Hamada is going to do a great job, I think, because he's done a great job so far on making sure that they get the right directors and that they stay within the budget that WB has um, has set. Because we can't have another okay, we're going to set the budget two hundred million dollars and then it jumped to two fifty, three hundred dollars, or three hundred million. That's just not going to work. I mean, it hasn't worked, and they don't need that. They don't need to make three hundred million dollar budgeted movies. Marvel has made great movies on half that budget and and been highly successful. So I would not sleep on Walter Hamada. The guy, uh, you know, Nick and y'all, y'all are right. He doesn't have a comic book background, but the man knows how to um, run a studio. He's done great with New Line, and I don't think WB would risk, after the backlash, I don't think they would risk um, this bringing him in. So I, I'm really excited about it. Two things. Uh, one, you you have presented a very interesting uh, argument to what Dane and I laid out. I like. I yeah, I'm, 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 I'm switching. Way by the way, Nick, I'm, I'm switching. Well, I like what I was going to say. I like. I I applaud the way you've constructed the argument because basically what you're saying is uh, Jeff Johns is going to be the, in creative control and Armada is going to be the guy who. Uh, essentially uh, runs shit, makes things work, and I get that, and and I think that that is a um, like a, a very good basis uh, for your argument. But again, to me, what you're saying is Warner Brothers made a decision, which no one can fault them for, uh, basically saying we think this guy's going to make us more money because he knows how to make money on projects. Um, but does that mean that he knows how to really craft good films? Um, does does he like does like does that mean that the films that we get are going to be better? I don't think so. I, like 
I feel like there was probably somebody better who we could have could have looked at. Uh, but hey, you know, I, I feel like you've definitely eased my frustration with the choice um, with with your argument. So, but I, I still well, have that I mean, kind of lingering doubt. I mean, he, he was like comes for me. I'll, <laughs> I'll even say to the point you were saying, Nick, about uh, with him there. Does it mean we'll be getting better films? We all enjoyed uh, Justice League, and we all mm-hmm. did enjoy Wonder Woman. So it's yep. not like and Man of Steel. So it's not like all of yep. DC's films were like crap. So it's like you know he doesn't have to do much more because we've already enjoyed what we've gotten. We just don't enjoy right. the the negativity right. that surrounds everything that we've gotten. So if he can no come more in, Zack Snyder now, right? So you don't gotta so worry about that drama no more. <laughs> exactly. So if he can come in and strip the negativity storyline uh, that surrounds DC films then I think we go into these movies a lot calmer because it's like, all right, we didn't have to worry about someone that just dropped an article saying this guy or that guy or this guy or she said or whatever, all that negativity mm-hmm. that's been coming with the DC film. So all, one of the main things I'm looking for him to do is create stability there. Like, mm-hmm. first thing he needs to do, find out if we have a Batman or not. <laughs> that's the first thing I need you to do or who, because who that's the very important going forward. <laughs> Or who the Batman is. Exactly. I'm sorry. Or who the Batman is. Ian um, McKellen. You know, just... <laughs> that'd be interesting. Um, oh, man. Dark Knight Returns uh, again. No, but just certain I'm things Batman. like that. <laughs> certain things like that we need answers to because that it that feeds into the negativity of that. And we can't go into a whole nother year of, well, Ben might want to maybe, if his schedule permits and, you know... Everything's good at home. Like, we don't need any of that, just yes or no. So he could probably come in and, and, and produce a lot of stability uh, that could kind of rid some of that negativity so we can go into these movies a lot more positive-minded. So that's one of the things I'm definitely hoping he can kind of issue in uh, with his new position. But speaking of DC Films and Justice League, uh, there was a report by Heroic Hollywood uh, that – there could possibly be an extended cut for the Justice League DVD release. Now, Kane and Joel, you guys can tell me if this is uh, right or wrong, but I believe they were saying the reports were that if there is an extended cut, it would only be like an extra 15 minutes or something. Uh, Joel, I'll kick it to you first. What are your thoughts on the report? And if it is true, are you okay with us getting another extended uh, DVD release of, of a film from DC. I'm totally fine with it. Um, I know it's frustrating for a lot of people because we kind of saw it coming considering they literally job on the movie that's pretty noticeable in certain areas. Um, but I don't think any of us are going to complain that it's coming out. We're just complaining that the fact that they have to do it again. Like we're going to have to go oh, the ultimate cut again. And we should have just gave us whatever cut they gave us in the first place. But the, my biggest issue with the movie, aside from the crazy um, covering of the mustache, was um, the fact that it felt kind of short. And you could tell that they crunched it into two hours when they should have just let it breathe and go into like maybe two and a half. Uh, and that's really more, were my biggest issues with it. So I was kind of hoping for an extended cut. And it didn't have to be the Zack Snyder cut. It just, just more of what we got would have been nice. And it seems that that might be the case. And so you won't hear any complaints from me in that regard. But um, 
So let's let's hope it's true. At least for me, uh, I'd be totally fine with it. Yeah, I, I definitely understand what you're saying. I think the issue I more so have with the idea of if this report is true is, um, mm-hmm. to me, I feel as though it's it's second guessing. It's like you saying, all right, well, we could have given you guys this cut, but we felt as mm-hmm. though another cut was better. And then when we and then when we receive sure. the movie and say we didn't like a hundred percent of what we got, they're like, all right, well, hold on, here's the actual full cut. And then it's like, well, why not just give us that? So it's like it's, yeah. it's just a little frustrating. Apple. I'm with you. I'm with you. I enjoyed Justice League. So if you're telling me I get 15 more minutes of it, I'm not going to be the one sitting right. here like, nope, I'm not going to watch it. I don't want it. Right. But it is a little exactly. frustrating because I thought after the last time they did it, we established it wouldn't happen again. <laughs> and here it goes, mm. possibly happening again. So I just – Well, Justice League is... – Go ahead. I'm you sorry. make an exception with Justice League because Justice League is a Frankenstein's monster mm. movie. So yeah, you no, know no. there's a lot of shit on the cutting room floor. So that's why, yeah, like definitely. in Wonder Woman, there's nothing. But for like Justice League, it, it, it makes sense for there to be something for us for them to give us. It's probably like a because second movie on the cutting room floor. They I do. Mean, I they would really even do. say, I would even say, I would like maybe to see a scene of how Lex got out of uh, out of uh, the, the prison. Just certain stuff like that would be really cool to to possibly see. Um, like I said, I'm not complaining. <clears throat> If we get it, I just want to make sure, right, right, right. again, we do not have to have this for whatever movies are to come in the future. That's my biggest right. issue. Um, Nick, what are your thoughts on the possibility of an extended uh, cut for the DVD release of Justice League? Well, I've got a, a, a couple things, because I, I didn't realize that it was only going to be 15 minutes until you just informed me of that. Um, I I do agree, like... I'm one of the, the few people who actually liked the pacing of Justice League. Like, I thought the pacing was actually really good. Um, not, like, not just acceptable, but I actually thought it was good. Um, so I don't, I don't really have a problem with that. But if you're telling me that they're, it, they could sprinkle in 15 minutes, let things breathe a little more, and make the pacing great, um, in my opinion, um, or acceptable in other people's opinions who didn't like the pacing of the movie – um again yeah why just why didn't you do that in the theaters like um i, I don't get that like because we we like y'all have said we already have this established um uh, thing with the ultimate cut of bbs like <laughs> dude that version is better than what we got in theaters so why wouldn't you just show that version and I know a lot of that falls on or at least to me a lot of that falls on Snyder and what he chose to cut and how he chose to cut that movie together um, based on what Warner Brothers was telling him like this is what we need from you Um, but nevertheless like if we could have just gotten that whole film it would have been better than what we got Uh, my, my other thing is this I think if you're going to release like a um that something that's not the theatrical cut, I think fans and just people in general would be much more interested to see a Snyder cut. Like, what what was going to be Snyder's movie? Um, I just, I, I, I would find that way more interesting um, to sit down and watch Snyder's movie and then compare and contrast 
like what we got versus what Snyder was trying to do and everything else, that would be really interesting to me. Um, but yeah, we're, I seriously doubt we're ever going to get that. And I, I know why, like, I, I get it. Like they're like the, the reason they give you these extended cuts is to try and make more money. They don't do it to try and, you know, basically be like, this is the version that like should have shown in theaters. Uh, so I, I get it, but I would, I would be way more interested to see like the Snyder cut, like what Snyder had envisioned to, to show. Um, but, you know, I mean, as far as just getting an extra 15 minutes, like, cool. Like, you know, as far as that's concerned, I don't really care. Um, but the other, you know, the other two points, that's more of my focus. Yeah, no, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. I completely understand where you're coming from. Uh, it, it's one of those things where it's like when DVDs come out, I remember the days where you, you're looking forward to, like, the deleted scenes, the gag reels, mm-hmm. not yeah. 15 extra minutes of a movie you could have gotten in the theater. So that's right. all I'm saying. Just don't don't let this start to become more. Yeah, they could have kept the popcorn. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, Dane, I'm thinking. I would have preferred the 15 minutes, you know. Sorry. Yeah. No, tell, but, uh, tell us what you, what you think about it, Dane. Well, I, no, I agree with everything that you guys are saying. Um, I agree with. Um, I even I, I agree with uh, what Nick was saying about the Zack Snyder cut, and I think that you were kind of going this direction if you weren't. Uh, the reason, and I love how, God, that was so annoying. There was less than 20 people that showed up at the Warner Brothers lot to protest that we need the Zack Snyder cut. My, are you fucking, are you fucking kidding me? Like, come on, guys. There's shit that we should be protesting that – is far superior than Free Zack Snyder's movie. You know why it's not going to happen, guys? It's because that would require Warner Brothers to want Zack Snyder to come and edit his movie and finish it, and they don't want to. They don't want to. Maybe in 20 years, what am I saying? Just leave them make enough money. It's, it, we're going to get 15 extra minutes. It will flush out stuff. That's fine. I didn't, like Nick said, have a problem with the pacing. I just think that some... Uh, I wish it, just, it wouldn't happen constantly. Um, I wish that Warner Brothers wouldn't worry about, you know, theater times. Uh, if your movie is profitable uh, and people go for repeat viewings instead of thinking, oh, I heard that movie sucked and not going to see it again, you're not going to have to worry about the amount of time the movie is in theaters and, like, how that crunch it just so you can get an extra blah, blah. That's, that's stupid. That, that makes absolutely Very no sense. Stupid. That's the reason why they do it to Suicide Squad. That's the reason right. why they do it to BBS. That, no, make a good movie that will make money. People will keep on coming back. And don't worry about the extra 30 minutes. There's so many good movies that are three hours. I almost got a UTI when I saw Lord of the Rings, for Christ's sakes, okay? I went and saw it because it was a good movie. So that's how I feel, but I do agree with you guys on everything for once. Uh <laughs> Yeah, no, I completely agree with you on that. And it's just, to me, it's frustrating. I feel as though Warner Brothers with these movies tends to worry about too many of the wrong things. Like things uh, an average moviegoer could really care less about. Like time isn't something an average moviegoer, if they're enjoying it, think about. I remember when I saw The Dark Knight, I don't even remember how long that movie was. Uh, but, like, after it was over, I was just like, no, there's no way that that amount of time went by. Like, like 
really? It was that long. You know, I enjoyed it so much that time didn't matter to me. So if you're making good movies, time is definitely something that an average movie goer, or even a, a, a comic book fan or whatever, don't really pay that much attention to. Um, but Kanan, I will pass it to you because you're saying you're screaming my name. Um, uh, what are your thoughts on uh, the uh, extended cut of Justice League? I did. It was so funny. I was muted and I was screaming Jawan really loud in my house because uh, that comment you made. So, yeah. Anyways, that just proving my point. But, uh, no, I think the, I think the 15 minutes is just going to be stuff that we already saw in the trailers. I think it's going to be, um, you know, that cut scenes from um, Cyborg and, you know, maybe they put in the uh, the scene with Flash saving Iris or – now supposedly just some random, uh, you know, person, but I think a lot of that stuff that we saw that was leaked, uh, I think is what I think is what we'll see. So I don't think it's going to be anything, uh, you know, to really like rush out and and buy the the Blu-ray for. I think if you're going to get it, then get it to watch the movie. But I don't think this is going to be like the BVS cut where it was 30 minutes of footage that really put the pacing and the storyline. Uh, uh, into perspective, um, you know, I think this is just going to be stuff that we, you know, probably could have, you know, done without. I think there's stuff that I would love to see, you know, especially some stuff with uh, Steppenwolf uh, and, mm-hmm. the, you know, the interaction between him and the mother boxes, which is the scene supposedly uh, where in the trailer he says no uh, protectors here. Uh, that's supposed to be him talking to the mother box, uh, letting them, letting uh, the mother box know that, you know, Hey, you know your a plan is going is foretold, but um, uh, as far as the Snyder Cut, I honestly don't think we're ever going to get it. I think WB has done, and and I, I'm not. I love Snyder, and so anybody listening, uh, please don't unfollow me on Twitter because I'm saying this. But <laughs> WB has gone out of their way. WB has gone out of their way to distance themselves from this man. They have, uh, you know. They put his name on the movie, but the movie clearly isn't Snyder's vision. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're not going to go and spend seventy to eighty to a hundred million dollars, whatever it would be, to to put his cut out there. Um, he did not want Danny Elfman, so that means that he's that they're going to have to go and pay Junkie XL uh, to score the film. And you know, there's been a lot of people wronged in this. Um, uh, in this whole process, when Junkie found out he was being let go from the movie, he went on Twitter and made it known that he was not thrilled about it. And so I just I think it's just best to let this movie be what it is, and let's just move on. We have Aquaman coming out. We know we're getting Wonder Woman two. You know, like uh, Kylo Ren said in Star Wars, let the past die. Let's just move on from this and be done. I hate what happened. Because I'm a big supporter of BVS, and when I watch Justice League, I'm I could tell that that movie was not a Snyder film. There are certain parts of the film that are Snyder's, but that film isn't his. We're not going to get the film that he envisioned, and we're just going to have to accept it and move on. Um, you know, maybe down the line, if WB wants to do the hey, we're doing the Snyder cut like they did Donner, but where people don't realize is like Donner had three-fourths of that movie shot and 
they only went back and changed a few things, and then they and then they released it um, because they already had, or I think they might have had the entire movie finished, and then they went back and then added his scenes back that were taken out. So, you know, maybe Warner Brothers does that, but they're not doing that right now. They're just not. You know, they're taking a huge loss on this movie already. I mean, do you think they're really about to go drop another hundred million dollars on this? No, we just. No. I mean, we just talked about budgets. They're not going to do that. So I, I, I love the support. Uh, I would love to see the Snyder Cut because based on what I've read, it would have been great, but it's just not happening. So um, I'm well, going to enjoy mm-hmm. the scenes that they add to the film and, and, then, and then move on from there. But I think all it's doing is causing people that are DC fans and Snyder fans to just dislike the movies in general, and that means they're going to go into Aquaman with bad blood and all these mm-hmm. other movies. That's what I'm saying. Just let it be. Just let it Toxic. be over with. Yeah, and let's just move on. And let's just enjoy what's out there. Because I, I see every day people that were BVS supporters, Wonder Woman supporters, just like turned on Warner Brothers. Oh, now BVS was terrible. I didn't like it as much as I thought it. And it's like, man, you're just saying all this because of what happened with Zach. I mean, Zach would not want this. He would not want you being divided. Let's just, if you're a DC fan, be a DC fan. You know, and let's just move on. If you only like DC, if you only like right. DC movies because of Zack Snyder, okay. Well, I mean, I hate to say it to you, but one of the best movies made was not by Zack Snyder. It was made by Patty Jenkins. So, you know, mm-hmm. let's just let's just move on and be done with it. I'm just I'm I'm like Dane. I'm over this drama. I am so over this drama. And y'all mm-hmm. know me. I'm a huge DC supporter, but it has drained me. This shit is uh, is just toxic, and I'm yeah. over with. 2018 needs to. I'm just. That's why I'm so glad that we're getting one movie, one DC movie this year. I'm just ready to enjoy the Marvel films. I just. I'm so sick of the fan wars, dude. It's. Oh my god. I'm sick of being jaded Man. too because of the yeah. very pragmatic so much uh, response, yeah. and I like it. I love it. Well, yeah. I, I want more gosh. of it. <laughs> I tell you this, Cannon. He just laid the smackest down on all you jabronis, telling you that he's sick of your shit. So look out for the silent assassin. Uh, but no, but, that, yeah. you made a. By the way, an ama- um, go ahead, Nick. Uh, I was just gonna say, uh, what do you like? I know this won't happen, but would you guys be in favor of a four-hour Black Panther movie with an intermission? Like, I would totally fucking sign up for that. Wow, oh my God. I, I'm going to be completely honest I, with you. I don't know if I want to see any movie that, that, that's four hours. Hey, you know, dude, have you ever watched Gone with the Wind? This shit's four no. hours. I've never oh. watched The Lord of, course, of the Rings. Of course you've never watched dude, those a movie from 1939. Why did yeah. I even yeah. ask that? You've never watched from 1999. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Right, right. Really quickly. <laughs> Really no, quickly, I, before, I would be one hundred percent in favor of it. I would love it. Really quickly, let's just let's let's all give our, our thoughts on that because that is a really good point to bring up. Um, before we kick it to the next topic, I will say uh, there's not really anything I'd really be interested in for a consistent four hours. Um, so I'd have to say no to that. Um, but Joel, would you be down for four hours? To watch the Black Panther? I think I think four hours is a bit much, in my opinion. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't. I'd watch it, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't like ask for it. You know, I'm just saying. Like, 
Two and a half hours is just fine, and that's all I really need from any movie. Uh, three hours tops, you know, but four hours is pushing it. That's like, I, 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 don't, I can't sit Like, I watched the thing with Hateful, what, Hateful Eight, was it? That was like, yeah. more like three and a half hours, and I loved it. It had an intermission and everything, but that's just a lot to do in one day. Like, it's, to sit there for that long, is just, it takes a lot out of you. <laughs> actually, actually, Nick, I apologize. I just lied to all of you guys. Sorry, there are two things I would sit four hours through. One is if we get a Ben Affleck the Batman, I would definitely sit through four hours of that. And if they came out tomorrow and told me Infinity Wars is four hours, I'd be lying to you if I told you I wouldn't sit through four hours of that. So yeah, outside of that, no, I'm not really sitting. You four ain't gonna sit through four hours of Black Panther, man. Mm, I, I'm sorry, I don't feel as though there's four hours worth of a story to tell with the Black Panther. I think that is hey, like a two hey. and a half hour story. Apparently the cut, the original cut is four hours, so apparently there's four hours of fucking story to tell, bro. Well, if we if we ever get the full four hours of it and, you know, I break it up and, and watch it one day, and then I'm like, oh, you know what? I would have sat in through this. But so that's all then, before yeah. the fans. <laughs> <thing, you know? laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I, well, yeah, I think I in theaters, I couldn't, I, I don't know if I'd want to, but if I could stop it, like I'm uh, watching Punisher, you know, I'm binging it. If I could pause it and come back at some point, but like four hours is long, man. I couldn't get through the Ten Commandments. I mean, no, no, can't do it. <laughs> well, that's why I say I mean, you got in the eighties. In the eighties, Nick, when we were watching movies as a kid, movies were an hour and a half usually, or maybe two hours. Yeah. I can't do that. Minutes. I can't do four hours. Oh yeah. Don't yeah, Cannon, would you, Cannon, would you be able to do four hours, bro? Uh, yeah, I would have to be at home. I, I've sat through the four hour or four and a half hours of the Lord of Rings extended editions, and I actually just been binge watched oh, the Harry Potter. Why films. would you do that to yourself? <laughs> <laughs> because those are masterpiece films, man. But uh, I'm with Dane, yeah. Because when I'm at home, when I'm at home, I'm not having to sit straight up. Like I can lay down, or I can recline, or I can get up. If I was sitting in a the movie theater, I would. I, now I've sat and watched. Uh, movies with intermissions at movie theaters before, and I went and watched it one time. If you want repeat viewings, do not put four-hour-long movies at, uh, in a movie theater because I'd go watch. That's a good point. <laughs> I would watch Avengers, a four-hour-long Avengers or whatever movie that I was interested in one time, but I would not go back for multiple right. showings. I just could not sit there. My tailbone would start hurting. I would be fidgeting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would the parts be a bitch. That I hate. Yeah, and the parts that I hate, I'd be like, "Damn, I gotta sit through this again." And so, no, I just it just it just wouldn't work. But if you're at home, I think, yeah, yeah. I think those those AMC theaters with the like reclining seats and shit would get repeat viewings. Like, I feel like if you if you're like a regular movie theater, you'd be fucked. So, but yeah, yeah that's, 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 that's a really good point that. though. Like. You would not get you would not get hardly any repeat viewings if you yeah. to be honest to be don't, honest don't go into it tired. I was gonna say right, to be honest yeah. where you could where you could fall. Well, off like I got a kid, bro. Like I can't fucking go watch this movie. Let me let me let me back up my response real quick as to why that you're to why I, that would not work. Okay, Coco had the 20-minute Frozen short with it. Parents were so pissed that they had to sit through a two-and-a-half-hour Coco movie because of that that they took that off to shorten because you know to shorten the movie. So parents 
that go to movies do not want them to be uh, two and a half hours. They like a nice right. hour and a half, hour 45 minutes, maybe two-hour movie. So, you know, kids go to Avengers are going to be teenagers. If I was a five- or six-year-old and I was watching Avengers and my mom took me to that, she'd be like, this is the last time I've ever taken your ass to the movie theater because I'm not sitting there for four hours. Hold on. Let me say this. So Let me true, say this. Fair if you enough. can take – if you can take a, a kid or a teenager to Black Panther and they actually sit through the full four hours, I would I honestly pay to, to Uber them to go back if they wanted to go back. I would definitely congratulate go. them for sitting through for sitting through four hours of the Black Panther. Um, but let's yeah. move on to our, our next topic. Uh, Dane, lead us into our next topic, man. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, guys. So, you know... I don't remember who the other person was. There's been a lot of people open up their mouth in Hollywood, again, acting like comic book movies and genre films are a disgrace and against the odds and all that type of horseshit. Uh, not being complete hypocrites because most of the time they don't actually watch the films and see something like Logan or Avengers or the groundbreaking ones that are incredible, you know, parts of cinema. No, instead they just talk shit like Jodie Foster. I will say that I love Jodie Foster. I think she's a phenomenal actress. She's a damn good director. Uh, Sounds of the Lambs, Taxi Driver, Panic Room, Brave One. She's been in a bunch of great movies. I'm not taking that away from her at all. But this whole concept in Hollywood that's been going around is a fucking joke. Um, at one point, I'm not going to say Star Wars won an Oscar, but because it didn't, uh, if you didn't know that, by the way. Um, but at one point, the Academy was a heck of a lot more – they were in the film. It wasn't just about art house films. It wasn't just about period pictures or, or historical biopics or anything like that. You didn't have to be a, like a big drama in order to get recognition from the Academy. And now it's gotten to the point where it's like you have all these movies that are great films. I love them. I, lo I love smaller films. Uh, Whiplash, one of my favorite movies that came out that year, much smaller film, indie film. Indie films are great. That's not what I'm saying. It's just, it's this perception that they're the only good films. Like it's snooty, big Hollywood bullshit that because Transformers exists, Logan is not real. Like that's horseshit. And it really pisses me off from Hollywood. Someone was saying, I forgot who it was, of why they're going to give all these young directors, referring to Marvel, um, 150 million budget. That's ridiculous. Like. Uh, what, what the hell are you even, like, pulling this from? But anyways, to get on track and to get y'all's um, reaction, this is the quote that she said. I'm not going to do a Jodie Foster impression because I can't sound like one. So uh, she said, going to the movies has become like a theme park. Studios making bad content in order to appeal to the masses and shareholders is like fracking. Yes, she said fracking. You get the best in return right now, but you wreck the earth. It's ruining the viewing habits of the American population and then ultimately the rest of the world. I don't want to make a $200 million movie about superheroes. All right. Let me just say and start off by just, you know, kind of going into the obvious. Superheroes are a representation of the human spirit. Uh, yeah, they're ridiculous and all over the world, but a lot of, there's a lot of heart in each story, and there's a lot of good stuff. And if you don't make a shit film which they don't try to, you know, I, I don't know, maybe DC does sometimes. Fox did for a while too. Anyways, what, whatever, what have you. If you don't try to, you know, take that away from them, 
There's some incredible films. I mean, the reason why there's now up to 10 nominees for the Oscars is because The Dark Knight was snubbed, honestly, the year before. It was screwed over because of the stigma of comic films. We need to get away from that. That's stupid. Good movies are good movies, no matter what genre, no matter what snooty-ass director or actress wants to say about it. I really have one thing to say, mainly before I pass it to Nick. Fuck you, Jodie Foster. Why don't you actually watch a couple of the movies and see how you feel about them before you decide to denounce the whole entire genre? Anyways, Nick, how do you feel? I don't care. Uh, like literally, I, the same because we had this similar argument um, with Taylor Sheridan when uh, the the writer for Hell or High Water, um, which was an excellent fucking movie. Um, he also wrote Sicario. Um, and, like, he also wrote uh, Wind River, um, which I haven't seen yet, but I've heard great things about, and I very much look forward to seeing it. Um, to me, it just, it, it all boils down to is, like, people who aren't drawn to comic book characters are envious that those movies are, you know, the the basically the successful movies or if not successful they're they're the movies um they're the t- they're the new tentpole movies if you will um so I, I like i i get it i understand why jody foster doesn't do, it well, see, all right. look okay, let me ahead. ask you this though let me ask you this i think the thing that pissed me off the most is that she compared it to fracking like how the fuck is that at all on the same wavelength. I think, honestly, that that's kind of disrespectful to the concept of how bad fracking is. I think that's, like, just ludicrous. To, to me, that was the thing that kind of set me... I can, get, I can deal with someone saying I don't like superhero films, but if you're... Like, the, the statement she made was just so over the top. It's like, especially if she's not even watched these movies, like, where's her opinion even stem from? But that's, that's, like, did that bother you at all, like, the fracking part, or you just, all of it no, doesn't I, matter? No, like, I, I mean, I can see where you're coming from. I mean, I, I definitely can. I, I but it, again, it, the reason it doesn't bother me is because, like, when you really come down to brass tacks, like, when you really break everything down and, and, and really focus on what she's talking about, she's not wrong. Like, the fracking thing, yeah, she's that, that's kind of stupid. But like, but like, aside from that kind of stupid metaphor, like, what movies? Okay, okay. Like, let me just pass it around. What movies have we seen this year that aren't tentpole movies? Like that we went to the theaters to go see that aren't tentpole movies? Because that's what she's really talking about. She's not talking about just comic book movies. She's talking about tentpole movies. Like, what movies have we gone to see this year that aren't tentpole movies? That, that like, Dane, Jawan, Joel, Kanan. Like, what? In that order, have y'all seen any movies that aren't tentpole movies this year? Dane. Dane. I'm gonna say no, but here's the thing. Um, well, those tentpole movies keep the theaters alive. No, 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 no. Let, let me pass it around, and then I'll come back to you before I, I continue. Um, Juwan, have you seen any? You're gonna get a no movies? from everyone. I don't, I don't think that that's really proving much. Okay, fine. No, no, no. 
then okay, if we're gonna get a no from if, what I'm trying, if anybody, what I'm trying to say though, what I'm trying to say in, sure. in, in to retort that is those temple movies keep the theaters alive. They're the ones that people are going to see. And for Warner Brothers, who makes all the you know smaller films, they're funding those films. So they're the reasons they're getting made in the first place. All Fox right. Searchlights were funded by the big temple films that Fox makes. So for her to say it's destroying yeah. anything, I don't, I don't. I don't get it. I don't think that anything that she said, that whole entire comment made a lick of sense. It's all, well, to me, at least, snooty bullshit. Yeah, yeah, and, 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 I, and I, I see where you're coming from, but my point with that is, like, the most, like, non-tenpole movie that I went to go see this year was Blade Runner. Um, and I couldn't even convince any of y'all motherfuckers to go see Blade Runner. Like, I was, like, one of seven people who went to see the movie. Um, and it was fucking terrific. It was great. It was such a good movie. But, like, but I understand where she's coming from, and it was the same place that Taylor Sheridan was coming from. Like, essentially, these people who, who don't make... Um, films that are um, blockbuster tentpole style movies are threatened by the fact that the, the 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 market is shrinking, and the only movies that like get like made um, are the only like I won't say that, but like the the there are less and less movies that get made that are smaller movies and more movies that get made that are these big tentpole films. And I understand where she's coming from. She's, like, frustrated that, you know, she can't make, like, or just people in general can't make these small-budget movies that are good movies, like, that are about, like, just humans interacting with the world. Because I, I, they I, still, those I, I, movies still get made. You know, I mean, yeah, but they, not as many of them. them. Like, like, go look at, well, go look at how well, many movies each studio has no, there's, made. there is more original content out today than there's that ever is, been for films. That is not true. Like, there is oh, no way. Know, like, I think, as far as, hey, as, far as actually, I, no, 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 no. Theater, I'm gonna take. Wait, 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 wait. As far as in the movie theater, that is not true. As far as if you're gonna include like Netflix and Amazon and those kind of markets, yes, that is that's. Probably true. Let's, well, I'm, not sure. let's pass I, I'm going to take John Campion's opinion on that more so than like, yours, but let's, let's pass well, it around. My, my point is this: I can understand where she's coming from. Do I agree with her? No, not really, because I feel like it, again, it kind of goes back to the the whole Fox uh, uh, Disney acquisition thing. Like, I feel like when you when you cut out something and you and you don't have as many big studios making movies, you you allow smaller studios like A24, which is my favorite movie movie studio, um, uh, you, you allow uh, companies like that to come up and, and create low-budget, good content. Um, so, like, I don't agree with her, but I see where she's coming from. Cannon. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Um, I don't even know where to, like, Again, after all that, um, <laughs> like, oh man, suck the suck the joy out of, out of my body. But uh, no, as far as uh, I just think that people, you know, that that I mean, if you don't have any like like true thoughts, or if you're not in the, that world, then I don't think you really understand 
you know, why people are making those movies or, or why, you know, they have the budgets that they do. I think if, if you don't like it, that's fine. You know, you just make movies that appeal to other people. I just, um, you know, it's like that guy that made the com- – it's uh, the X-Men producer that made the comment about, um, you know, the or the uh, Ghost Rider uh, producer, that, uh, director that made the comments about the Marvel films. It's just like, mm-hmm. you know, okay, why would you even say that? Okay, you don't get it, but, I mean, you just – you're like it's almost like you're trolling, and you're just like pissing off a lot of people or, and fans that that did like it. And I, I think Jodie Foster's a great actress, but sometimes I, I just think people need to kind of stick in their own world. And if it's something that they don't understand, and they think it's just uh, you know dumb to give a director this amount of money to make this movie, I mean, okay, well, I mean, you know, it's making that studio a shit ton of money, and fans love it. So. Um, you know, I think it just, it just, you know, maybe Jodie Foster's just looking to be relevant again. I mean, I don't know that anything that she's done in a long time. I think she's a great actress. I've enjoyed some of her films, but I think, you know, coming out and and you know having that opinion, you know, it will, you know, it's almost like attacking. It's just it's wrong, and you know, I don't understand where, you know, people are coming from with that. So. Yeah, uh, Joel, do you think that Jodie Foster should make another Flight Plan movie? Uh, yes, definitely. <laughs> I'm so down for Flight Plan too. Okay. Um, cool. I'm all in. How do you feel about Look it. <laughs> uh, my issue, I, I'm very mixed on it because, like, I, I, you guys pretty much nailed it with your arguments. Um, she's very much an old school person. Um, I, and I get that because for years, you know, you grow up like liking comic books as much as we did and the cartoons and um, only just imagining that these things would come to life the way they have uh, the last couple of years um, and them taking it seriously to the point where it's a movie like Logan uh, that you can like that could possibly get uh, award nominations or like The Dark Knight where they get to that point, that, that tier of a film that it's not just a comic book movie to someone, like some big spectacle, but it's an actual emotional in-depth film with more than just the face, you know? And I don't think people, some people don't, I have no doubt in my mind she didn't know Logan's a comic book movie because she didn't know there was a comic book character in it. I have, that's just how I feel. I don't think she understands that it's bigger than that. I don't think she could tell the difference between a DC Marvel or Transformers movie because she just doesn't know the difference. And that's just how, they are. They're ignorant to the comic book world. So, so well, shit we grew up with, they're ignorant to it. And there's a lot of people like that because it's not something they grew up with. They're used to action heroes. And those big tentacle, the tentacle movies back then were like Independence Day. And things are different now. The, like comic book movies, that genre has taken over the main box office. Like we, like our, our world rules now the big money box office. And they only see it as this big flashy thing that well, they probably would have watched any tentpole movie, not just comic book movies. Um, so my feeling towards is that she's just kind of ignorant to the idea of superheroes in general and just kind of put it all into one hole when it's, there's definitely more layers than she probably understands. Because I appreciate Joyce Foster and all, all the work she's done. I just don't think she understands what she opens herself to, and that's why everyone's taking it the way they are because we are the, the comic book world is it's something else now. We are we've moved above it. We're being taken seriously now. 
and it's our world now. Yeah. It's our world. And, no, I, I agree with that. And, like, Juwan, let me ask you this, okay? I think, you know, between getting the the conversations between me, Nick, and, and Joel, I think that what it is is that a lot of these indie directors, these small directors, um, I understand that it's not so much they want, like, the money. It's not about that. It's like they aren't being appreciated. And it's a negative stigma from them then that, us fans of like comic book movies that want to see stuff like Logan get nominated for an Oscar, we're sick of their stigma of them this not actually being art, of it just being crap. So it's like a back and forth between the two. Because honestly, and Nick was right, you know, we none of us have seen an indie film. When I usually do, it's usually Redbox or through the internet and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. I, I purchase it, guys. I, I don't, I don't, I don't do it anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. You know, um, it's 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 kind of not fair. But then again, I mean, the budget differences obviously are there, and these films are still getting made. But there is something to be said about a movie like Whiplash that came out in the same year, I believe, that Winter Soldier came out, and they were both just as good as films. As I wish that film was appreciated for being film. Period. And I wish everyone kind of made money. I wish people. I wish that people were smarter when it came to film and wanting to see a lot of different stuff and expand that. But how do you feel about our comments, Sean, and about the whole entire conversation so far? Cause you listened to a large conversation of arguing <laughs> wonderfulness. Um, no, no, I, I, I view it to where um, I get where you were coming from, Dane, and I get where Nick was coming from. Uh, what I took from what Jody was saying was, um, if you're making a small budget film, it won't necessarily get, worldwide recognition that a Transformers would get, even though a Transformers movie is god-awful. But it still makes the money. It still gets the the attention, the spotlight, and stuff like that. And a small indie film, um, I'd even say outside of maybe the award shows, a lot of people don't even know uh, half of those movies. Like when Nick said, uh, Hella High Water. I I know a lot of people that, if not for uh, the Oscars and stuff like that, Never heard of that. Like, didn't hear of that movie. Like, didn't, Great fucking didn't movie. know that that was, uh, yeah, was. That, that was a movie. Um, so, and I'd even go as far as to say, uh, and this is no disrespect, Nick, so just hear me out before you say sure. something. Hear me out. <laughs> yeah, sure. And, like, ten years from now, when we look back at it, I don't think, unless they have someone like us that goes, no, 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 go watch, go watch this movie. I don't think Blade Runner will get the respect that it deserves uh, down the line as far as it being oh, a, a classic film. crazy. Yeah, you're no, 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 I, I, no, no, no. I'm saying ten years from now, I don't think people will be sick. And I'm not saying because it was a bad movie. I'm saying because not enough people knew about it. That's why it, it didn't well, do well in the box office. Not because it wasn't a but, good movie. But like Blade Runner, the original didn't do well in the box office. And ten years down the line, they released a director's cut because it was so popular. Like, I, I don't. But would you that. say the Go same ahead. for this one? Would you say the same for this one? That it, it, oh no, I would definitely say popular? the same for this one. I, like I, I don't think it. Like it obviously lost a shit ton of money at the box office, but like it, I think you'll see Blade Runner win an Oscar for something, whether it's editing, mm-hmm. whether it's whether it's a, a the score. Uh, I think you'll see it win for something. Um, so yes. there's that, and also like I just I think it's a great great movie like it, 
there's just so many reasons why it's a great movie, and I will not will well, not like delve into that because none of y'all have seen it. But like at the same time, well, no, like, I, I I have seen it. Um, but no, the the point I was trying to make was these these smaller well, movies that aren't that aren't in the the world that that we're in currently. Um, they don't get enough recognition. Is the point I was trying yeah. to make. So yeah, I could get absolutely. her. I could get. I could get if her point is, you know, we're over here trying to make really good movies also, but since we don't have a guy flying through the air, it doesn't get the recognition from uh, the general moviegoer. So if, if right. that's the point she's trying to make, I do. I do understand that. I do understand that. I mean, because there's a lot of movies, a lot of really good movies that are smaller, smaller budgeted films that kind of get overshadowed uh, by these other kinds of, and it's not just superhero films. Cause I don't count Transformers right. as a superhero film. Uh, I'd yeah. even say maybe some, some kids movies overtake uh, the box yeah. office from these smaller budget films also. So if that's the point she was trying to make, I do not think she articulated herself uh, that, that well, I think she kind of uh, went into it and then rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Uh, because her comments weren't made that clear. I'm I'm only assuming uh, that's kind of what she was trying uh, to say with, with her point. Um, I do agree with, with Dane, though, on, on some of her comments. It was just like, really, you needed to say that? You know, but if the point she was trying to make is smaller budget of films don't get enough respect as these bigger budget films, I do understand that. I do. And we all we all know that there are a lot of small budget films that are really good. And, you know, they don't get enough respect. We all know this, but we get why. It's a time now where superhero movies that we never thought would would take demand the way that it has, has completely mm-hmm. taken demand. So, I mean, it's not a world we want to go anywhere anytime soon, but there is room for these smaller budgeted films to get more recognition than they do. So if that's the point she was trying to make, I do understand her point is all I was Yeah, and – yeah, and, and, and one more thing, too, like, studios used to kind of prioritize, like, having a, a, a large number of small-budget films because they thought if we, if we fund 10 small-budget films, um, one of them will make a ton of money, and that will be, like, good for us financially. That's not the case anymore, and I guess maybe, I mean, I can only imagine that it didn't work. In, in the way that they thought it was going to work, um, which is why they don't really do it anymore. Because if it if it did work, why would they stop doing it? Um, but like, there's there's just so there there are so few small budget films that are that are made compared to ten and twenty years ago, and I I, I think that's more of the point she was making. I I, I find it it. it it's it like you said, Juwan. It, she she didn't deliver her. She didn't deliver her message right because, like, you didn't have to throw in, you know, your little snide comment at the end about like, oh, like, uh, blah, 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 superhero Correct. movies. Like, you didn't have to do that. But like, her point is not invalid. I, all I'm saying, all I'm saying is, Dane, I completely get what you're saying. And I agree that she didn't have to say, uh, like Nick said, some of the, the, the sly comments that she made, and she was wrong for that. But if the bigger message she was trying to get across was these smaller budget films deserved as much uh, you know, recognition as these bigger budget films, I do get that. I mean, they work just as hard with less, 
and they're good movies. So, I mean, you know, it's, well, if, it's, it's something that I agree I'm with sure that. they and, would like to and, get more And hopefully I, people will go to the theaters to see them. That's the problem. They don't, like, yeah. they don't go to the movies to see these small-budget films. Like, I mean, like yeah. I said, I didn't go see one small-budget film <laughs> this whole year. I Last year I saw Hell or High Water, um, but, like, this year I didn't see one, and not any one of us went and saw a small-budget film. So, like, I think that's the point she's making. Right. Yeah. Go ahead, Dan. Uh, I'm done. I got it. Uh, you sure? Yep. All right. Um. All right. So let's move on to our next topic. Um. All right. So looking at the time. All right. So we can kind of get through these. Um. New set photos of Daredevil three hint at a trial of Wilson Fisk. Uh, with that in mind, Joel, what are some of your expectations for season three of Daredevil? Well, um, in terms of story, I'm not sure exactly. I think they were teasing Born Again. Uh, I can I can live with that. If they go that direction. I'm totally down with that. Um, but my expectations, uh, I would like to see at least what I'd like to see, like visually, because I'm more of a visual person than anything. I wouldn't mind seeing maybe a new costume. That'd be cool. I would like to see if they ever introduce Bullseye because we haven't heard anything yet about that, and that'd be really cool if they did that. I think they're going with Sin Eater. I think that's his name. I forget his name. Um, but they have, they're introducing another villain in it that'd be uh, that's not Bullseye. But I would love to see if they do bring in Bullseye. I want to see Bullseye. Um, I'd love to see um, how they explain he survived the whole fucking ending of Defenders because that's, that's going to be a nice <laughs> magic trick to explain. Um so yeah, that's that's really all I'm looking forward to. Uh, there's a lot lot of things to look forward to because it is Daredevil and it's probably one of the top uh, Netflix Marvel things that they got out there. So they, they got a lot to live up to. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd even go a, a step further to say um, it's being well. I don't think it's necessarily being reported. I think it's already been uh, said. But I believe uh, Elektra is going to be in this season too. So it'll be very interesting oh, to see that. how both of them uh, survive. Uh, what I call the the Xavier effect, uh, when Xavier died and then just without any explanation was back at the end of the movie. Um, but yeah, Nick, what are your thoughts or ex- expectations, rather? I'm sorry, on uh, Daredevil season three. Um, very high because uh, the first two seasons were magnificent. So like, I obviously it sets the the bar. Uh, very high mm-hmm. as far as you know, wanting to see something equally great. Um, I, two things that I, I definitely want to see as far as the the Wilson Fisk storyline, like um, I, I would absolutely love to see like the the trial and and some brilliant lawyer get him off um, of his charges um, and and have him you know be basically you know freed and and be able to take his, his role as the kingpin. Like, that would be terrific. Um, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to see Rosario Dawson back because she's, like, mm-hmm. just amazing. Like, I love Rosario Dawson, uh, you know, as an actress and also just as a person. She's super awesome. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I very much um, want to see... Uh, a, a storyline with Bullseye in which uh, he kills Karen Page, um, and, and have that kind of set up this this um, 
have that be the, the, the precipice of the storyline for um, this particular season of Daredevil, but also I think the implications of that uh, to set up um, uh, Frank Castle, you know, Frank Castle at the end of The Punisher, like, would seem kind of at peace, like, I'm done with this lifestyle, yada, yada, yada. But if Karen Page were to get killed, that would be, like, the thing that could bring him back into the fold. So I think I think that's how they should use her character um, this season, to both um, galvanize Daredevil and also the Punisher. And I think if they don't do that, it'll be interesting to see how they – they um, bring the Punisher back into the fold, um, but I think if you did that, it would it would give it would set up his coming back into uh, the you know the crime fighting uh, lifestyle, um, and it would it could also serve as like a a really good way for Daredevil uh, to go through a, a very good arc, and it would also set up um, basically Karen Page is gone, so. He and Electra can be together, yada yada yada. That is what I'm looking forward to. Uh, yeah, no, that that definitely could be the case. As far as Punisher, um, I don't think he needs. I think, I think what they might be going with is Jigsaw is what gets him uh back into into action. I, I don't I don't know yeah, if they'll definitely work. I don't know if they'll want to incorporate uh, um you know if they do decide to kill Karen. Um, I don't think that's what'll get him back into crime fight. I think that's what might want uh what might push him further away, especially from Micro and his family. Um, so that'll definitely be an interesting uh story to, to see play out. Um, Kanan, what are your expectations for Daredevil season three? Um well, I mean it's gonna be hard to top season two. Season two to me is still um uh, one of the best uh, Marvel Netflix shows out there. I, I think Punisher is uh, close behind it, but so it's going to have a lot to live up to. And I agree. I agree with uh, Joel. I would really love to see uh, Bullseye. Um, I think it's going to be interesting. Um, you know, the whole trial with Fisk, and uh, I love D'Onofrio. I think he's a great actor. He's he's great in that role. Um, so it's just, you know, my hype level for it. Um, you know, it's just kind of like in check right now, just because, like I said, uh, season two was so good that it's going to take a lot. And I think bringing someone in like uh, Bullseye would, you know, elevate that. I mean, it's still there, um, but I'm just, I'm not going to say, oh, I, I it's going to be the best ever right now. So it's kind of just a wait and see. Yeah, no, I, I, I could definitely see that. Uh, Dane, what are your expectations of Daredevil season three? Okay, I have uh, pretty high expectations because it's Daredevil, but I'm also worried at the same time because I think Netflix, other than Punisher and the Daredevil uh, first two seasons, has kind of lacked in certain certain regards. Um, and I've said that at length. Uh, I just so that kind of makes me nervous, uh, just based on that. But Punisher was the last thing to come out. Punisher was so connected with Daredevil with season two. It almost seems like we have three seasons the fourth, if you will. Like, obviously it's not, but I'm just saying, based on Daredevil and Punisher being the last thing out, I think that's good for Daredevil Season 3. So, what I'm hoping to see, I would like it if Foggy is representing Wilson Fisk uh, due to the uh, firm that he works for. Something like that. Some twist in which 
Uh, he's, I don't know what they're going to do with Matt Murdoch, but I think that Foggy could be the one involved with that. How do you bring him back? I have no idea. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I don't remember 100%. Maybe you can correct me. Um, with defenders, if the hand is completely gone or if they just like basically went back, uh, it's kind of not in my brain. But they could do, um, I don't know if it's too soon, but do the Shadowland uh, uh, story arc where the hand revives Daredevil's, they find his corpse, uh, you know, from that wreckage, and then revive him, um, and then use him as a villain, and maybe the story's more centered around, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what hero you would throw in there to be able to balance that. Maybe Electra's trying to turn him, but then again, she probably died and all that. Um, I don't know, but I want a good story, um, and I want to see a lot more of uh, Vincent Nofrio because he was incredible. And I definitely would like to see Bullseye. If they save that for season four, I understand. But it's like, can you, get, can you pull the trigger? Like, I want to see his biggest foe other than Wilson Fisk involved in the storyline. So, and a cameo for the Punisher would be cool. I'm not saying it's necessary, but something like that would be cool. Uh, and I don't want Karen to die. I actually like her. There, I'm done. Promise. God damn it, Nane, um, you are a genius as far as, like, projected storylines. That's two. Two in one night. You got the Robert Downey do Jr. one for Iron Man, and now you got the Matt Murdock one, like, where he comes back as a villain. Like, fucking hell, dude. Well, yeah, that I'm a huge so nerd, and I... Watch. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah no, I'm, I, I'm a nerd. I would definitely say, um, as far as to confirm what you were saying, not all of the hand died. Um, I believe... Uh, what's her name? Either Madam Gal or uh, the guy from uh, Iron Fist, I believe, survived. One of one of them, I believe, survived. I don't think they all did. I think Madam Gal definitely one survived. of them. Okay, then yeah. So then it was Madam Gal that survived. I knew it was one of them, not both. Um, so yeah, so she's still oh, around. Oh, there. oh, I just that's, thought about something. something. Right, this is yeah. This is gonna sound crazy. So they 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 resurrect him and Electra cause chaos. During the whole entire thing, you know, Foggy thinks that Daredevil's now gone rogue and stuff like that. Who's going to represent Kingpin? And then who's the guy that comes in at the end of the story to help out and actually be the hero to get Matt Murdock back? Punisher. There you go. Yes. And then Bullseye's introduced right at the end. Right at the end, and you have like a showdown between, I don't know. I'm I'm now just rambling, but I thought of that. I I had to project it. I would just say this, DC, if you're listening, like give Dane a job. Come on now. Please. Please. It's so cold. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that that's definitely a great idea. I was actually gonna say, um uh season two I thought was like, you know, this would be perfect to have bullseye, but season two was so great we didn't need bullseye. So I'm hoping right. season three, the same as season two, it's so good. I feel as though I don't need bullseye. Because then at that point it'll be like all right, well, if you can keep making great seasons without Bullseye, are you just never going to give us Bullseye? So I'm just I'm No, you're going to bring him in eventually. You're going to have to. You're going to run out of people <laughs> to have as villains if you don't. Um, but all right, let's move on to a topic. Nick, I will, I will give to you to lead off on. Um, Legion Season 2 uh, is officially coming out this year. I believe, when was it? April? When was the mm-hmm. official release date? April. It was April. Yeah, okay. April. Um, and it is said to have a time jump. What are your expectations for season two of Legion? Taking it to you first, Nick. Okay, first of all, I loved 
the first season of Legion. It was brilliant. It was the way it was directed was magnificent. Um, the storyline was terrific. The acting was great. Um, as far as season two, I think like the way that they're talking about doing this, like having like this time jump, and and essentially having like it, you, you had in like with the first season you had an insane person in this world that was you know basically saying now you what they want to achieve is having a sane person in this world that is insane. Um, I love that whole concept. As far as, like, the time jump, I think it will be very interesting to um, essentially start off with the character being in a particular place and and going backwards um, throughout the the season to establish how that character got there. Um, And I very much look forward to how he interacts with both the bad guys and the good guys, which side he kind of lends himself to, um, how even though the good guys are, you know, technically the good guys, how they're trying to use him um, to achieve their goals, maybe not necessarily his goals. Um, I think that'll be a very interesting dynamic. Um, I think there's just so much potential with this this show and this character. I cannot wait to see it play out. I think uh, Noah Hawley is like one of the best showrunners uh, that we've had in 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 ever really. Uh, you know his work on Fargo and then this. Uh, I I can't wait to see how he's going to utilize this character and throw him into dynamics that we don't see coming and the character doesn't see coming. And I can't wait. I think it's going to be terrific. Yeah. No, I completely agree. I'm beyond hype, too, uh, for this second season. I've been waiting for it, and I'm glad uh, that this, hopefully, you know, for season three with the whole – uh, merger and everything, this won't be affected whatsoever. We right. can continue to, to keep everybody a part of it and just keep this show going. Um, Joel, what are your uh, what are your expectations for season two of Legion? That's a good question because this show is incredibly insane. Like it's hard to predict what's going to go where. And now you're telling me there's going to be a time jump. I'm like, I, I, they better not jump too far to the point where they don't explain how the fuck that ending happened. Like, if you remember the ending of that that that, that series for season one, he got, it, I don't want to spoil it, but at the same time, he got kind of zapped into this little thing. Like, it's weird. I want to I want to know what happened and how and what and where and that's really important to me to find out what that is all about because that yeah, me and I think perplexed. I think they'll piece together that through the the show like I don't think you'll get that in the first episode I think you'll get that through like the first four episodes how he ended up where he ended up and I think if they okay, do it that good. way it'll be great but yeah good, I agree because with you. go that, ahead I'm sorry that left me completely like what the fuck <laughs> like, I have to know what happened <laughs> that show is insane and the only other thing I'm looking forward to is if if in are they going to bring in, are we going to, going to get a cameo from Professor Xavier? Because they teased it a little bit in the first season. I'd love to see it in the second season. Um, 
I, I, I just, it would be really cool for them to pull that off and get Xavier on the show at some capacity. Uh, if they can pull off Patrick Stewart, all props to them. If not, I'll take what I can get. But, you know, if you can pull off Patrick Stewart, God bless you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dane, what are your what are your expectations? Sorry for Legion season two. Oh, huge! Uh, like Nick said, uh, I mean this guy he touches TV shows and they shiver in a very very lovely way. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, I just <laughs> I think that I think that it's 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 gonna be good and um, I'm really excited. I I love Legion. Uh, because I don't know what they're going to do. They kind of have a lot more mm-hmm. to play with as far as they can make up their own storylines. They can incorporate yeah. different characters that are random as hell uh, from X-Men, you know, uh, within this. One thing I would love to see, I know this is going to sound crazy, guys, and honestly, maybe under uh, different guidance, since she was great on Newsroom, uh, bring Psylocke on the show. I mean, you could recast her. It's already third time and say, screw it. But she has such a deep connection to Shadow King and is another, you know, hero that has psychic powers, so maybe they can incorporate that and actually do it right. Um, I don't think Olivia Mum would come back or anything like that, but I'm just I'm throwing that out there. That's that's someone possibly you could see in the future. I want to see a lot more of Shadow King. Um, I like the actors they picked to replace the uh, gentleman that played. Um, I forgot what the name of the character is, but I, it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome, and I don't really want to guess. Um, I, I want them to just do what they did yeah. with the first season where I'm going, what the fuck, constantly, and <laughs> it just doesn't sing. I don't want to know uh, anything, honestly. I would rather just go in completely blind, like I did last time. Yep, me too. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Blind, because that show completely caught me off guard. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. From Fox? And it's this freaking good? Okay, all right. FX, all right, guys. Crazy. So... <laughs> So let's see if they can top themselves. But, Kanan, uh, what are your expectations for uh, Legion Season 2? Um, well, I'm I'm a little disappointed that uh, Sade um, isn't going to be playing uh, the Shadow King. I was really looking forward to, um, yeah. you know, that seeing him in that role. Uh, yeah, I don't really understand how all of a sudden he wasn't the right fit. I mean, you know, there's something going on with that, but – uh, I also agree with Joel in terms of, uh, you know, with this time jump, you know, are, are they going to kind of like do like flashbacks to explain why it's jumped? Because uh, they're going to have to handle it where people are just – or even people that are just now catching up or maybe they haven't watched all of season one or they haven't watched season one, they're just kind of jumping into two and they're just kind of, you know, everybody's just kind of be like, oh, what is this, you know? And so I think they don't – you know, I don't want them to get kind of like too far ahead and, you know, miss opportunities. Uh, the show's really good, uh, but it does take um, a lot of repeat viewing to kind of understand and catch everything. Um, I would like for this season to be a little bit more straightforward. You know, I, I mean, I can, it can still have its moments, but not something to where you're kind of just like, what the fuck am I watching? Or, like, what is going on? You know, you gotta, where you got to go back mm-hmm. and kind of, like, analyze everything. Because people just it, – it'll get to the point where if they do that, it's not really going to be something that people just look forward to seeing or uh, they won't want to watch it that night anyways. They'll DVR it and then go back and kind of have to, you know, replay stuff over and over. So um, the interest is there. Um, but like I said, I'm, uh, yeah, I am really disappointed that um, Saeed was, you know, removed from the, uh, from the show. 
Yeah, I mean, I will say really quickly before we get into our very last topic, uh, what you were saying, uh, just just saying, Kanan, I kind of really like that, mainly because it, it keeps you on your toes. So if, if after, you know, you had to rewatch that one episode, you know the next episode you have to pay super attention uh, <laughs> to what's going on yeah. because there's so many different <laughs> great things that yeah. happen. Get weird. Um, that's what I'm saying. I like the idea that I like the idea of how like, exactly like Rick and Morty. super swifty. It, it was like <laughs> Rick and Morty, but in like the X-Men world. So I loved it. I don't want them to change anything about it. The I just horror. want them to amplify it. Just amplify it. Make my, yep. make my uh-huh. brain literally physically explode uh, in this next season. That's what I want. Uh, but let's move into our very last topic. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, according to Patty Jenkins, Wonder Woman 2 will be a completely different movie. Uh, Nick, I'll start with you first. What would you like to see from Wonder Woman 2? Well, I, you know, I've, I've heard the rumors of it being a Cold War film, which, despite, you know, the having to explain why she involved herself in that uh, versus, you know, uh, her saying she has been detached from humanity for X amount of years. Um, I like that idea. I I think it will be like to do like a like almost like a spy um, noir film. I think it would be mm-hmm. really kind of cool for that character. Um, so I I really hope they go that route. Um, I I think it would be I think it would be excellent. Um, but you know if they don't. Uh, you know that's fine, um, but my expectation for it just just point blank, I expect it to be really good. I mean, Patty Jenkins is a really really good director. I mean, people forget that even before she did this movie, she did Monster, which uh, was the movie that won Charlize Theron her Oscar. Um, so, like, she's. She knows what she's doing as far as films are concerned. Um, so I expect it to be really, really good. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm completely with you. Uh, Joel, what, what, are your, uh, what would you like to see from Wonder Woman 2? Well, well, I'm willing to accept whatever they throw at me because uh, I've also heard the rumors about the Cold War, and I'm cool with that. That would be really cool to see. Even if they do that homage to the old uh, Wonder Woman, the powerless Wonder Woman with that she wears all white in the 70s or whatever. That was a weird mm-hmm. time. <laughs> I'd also be okay if it was modern day. Like, I remember them hearing about, I remember hearing about before the whole Cold War rumor started, uh, if they brought it down to modern day and seeing her in modern day, kind of like we saw in Justice League, but maybe expanded. I'd be fine with that as well. So I'm like, I'm really open to anything. All I really want to see is Cheetah. I want to see Cheetah in action. I'd be really down to see that because you got to open the door for Cheetah to show up in uh, the future as part of the Legion of Doom, of course. You got to have it, you know. She's part of it. You got you to gotta have it. <laughs> yeah, well, that was going to be my response, so I'll just pass it right to Dane. Uh, Dane, <laughs> what, what would you like to see from Wonder Woman 2? Damn you, Joel. Maybe a smart-ass, Sorry. a good movie. Sorry. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, no, I, I'm, yeah. I want, I want, it, it, I love the uh, 50s um uh, idea and I love also to saying screw it and go in the future and let's not even worry about this whole time period where Wonder Woman was a Wonder Woman that's like bothering Gal Gadot or whatever and whatnot. Um, either way, 
do the same format that Captain America did. And I'm not saying copy it at all, but there's a lot of similarities in the first Avenger and Wonder Woman. So the, the first one's a war film, make the second one a political thriller. So regardless if it's in modern times or in the 50s, it should be all like, like kind of mm-hmm. like what Nick was saying, all spy-related and much more, mm-hmm. I don't know, darker. Kind of darken it up. Don't, not, not so gritty or anything like that for DC standards, but like, you know, just make a not so wholesome. Uh, and actually, Wonder Woman had some pretty, uh, pretty heavy stuff. So if they can do that, that would be great. Um, the only other thing I can think of is, yeah, recruitment of Cheetah and her introduction would be great. And maybe a Linda Carter, just a cameo. Nothing that big, but just like a small one. Right. Apparently they're trying to work on exactly. that. If it's, not, if it's not so over the top, like, it can't be like Stan Lee. It's going to be something much more smaller. Um, well, it could be. But I, I'm just saying, something tasteful that works, I'm down with. I just want this to be a character-driven story like the first one and worry about that before anything else. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that sentiment. Uh, Mr. DC EU exec uh, himself, Kanan, what would you like to see from uh, Wonder Woman 2? Well, I would love to see Cheetah, but um, a lot of the rumors right now are that she's not going to be in the film. Uh, so if they're not going to go with Cheetah, I think I would like to see um, at least Cersei. Um, and I would kind of like a uh, kind of like how they did with the first Wonder Woman. I don't, I don't know why they if they if they want to do it in a in a war time period. I mean, I guess that's okay, but I mean, I don't want every movie to be surrounded by conflict like that. Like you could have. Um, you know, seriously in, invade Earth, you know, and they kind of have like a, you know, a mystical magic um, type movie, just make it better than Enchantress doing the wiggle for two hours, doing the belly dance the for wiggle. dollar bills. Yeah, the big wiggle. All they all they were missing <laughs> was Will Smith dropping a dollar in her G-string. But, um, <laughs> uh, no, uh-huh, um, okay. I think I think Cersei um, being even the main villain – and then Cheetah being teased towards the end uh, would be, you know, be pretty good. You know, not actually Cheetah being in the movie, but like kind of just like how they did Destro, kind of like tease her at the end to, you know, and then Cheetah be the main villain for the third Wonder Woman film. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess if they want to go Cold War, that's fine, or maybe even like World War Two or something. But I just don't want every Wonder Woman movie to be. Um, you know, surrounded by you know war or conflict or whatever. I mean, if they if they did go the Captain America route, I mean that wasn't really the case with Winter Soldier. Um, you know, they can have Wonder Woman kind of just like, um, you know, kind of stepped aside, still mourning Steve, and then seriously comes in, invades, and you know that's her, you know, picking up the mantle and you know saving Earth once again. Yeah. Um, all right, so very last topic before we end the show, guys. Only a yes or no. No in-depth uh, take on it. Only a yes or no. Spider-Man Homecoming sequel set to begin filming in June of this year. Um, yes or no on Green Goblin being the main villain of that film. Uh, Nick? No. All right. Dane? Craven. Harry Osborne, yes. Green Goblin, no. Yeah. All right. Or the Osborns can be introduced, basically, but not, not – I'm sorry. I'm screwing it up. <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> so you want uh, – That was all I had to say. Okay. All right. Go ahead, Joel. 
I'm down with Harry showing up. He better not be the Green Goblin, though. Like, Harry as Harry, fine. Harry as the Green Goblin again as, like, Amazing Spider-Man 2? No. I want Craven, obviously. <laughs> All right. And Kanan? Uh, no. All right. I, uh, I'm, I'm going to be West. You said... You, you said that's going depth. I say no, and you're just like, oh, well, that's all you got to say. I mean, yes, I, was, no, I, I don't want to see Green Goblin right now. Well, yeah. There's other. I mean, he did. He did look to your. Craven. Yeah, Craven. Everyone wants Craven. Craven, right? I was yes, say, thank you, Kanan. I was going to say. <laughs> Kanan, you said that, and I was going to say, oh, okay, well, I personally want Mysterio. Oh. Is what I was going to say. Yes, Mysterio would be good as well. Mysterio or Craven <laughs> or both of them. Like, give us that. Well, Mysterio, that's Craven. what we want. The other one. Mysterio, Craven. I want Demo Goblin. You guys don't even know about <laughs> Demo that. Goblin. I want Venom, but no. He um, really is a Demo Goblin. Um, this has been a great, great, great show, guys. Great return to form. Woo! Uh, it was like we never left. Uh, I'm really excited for next week because I'm sure a boatload of news will be coming out this week. Um, I will say to everyone listening, please stay tuned. We have some huge possible guests coming uh, down the pipeline. So make sure you are here to receive all of the up-to-date news on who those guests may be. (coughs) Titans. Um, So (laughs) stay tuned. Uh, We have a lot in store for you guys. Our, we- our new website goes uh, live tomorrow, so look out for that. It is a brand-new website, completely new, completely different, uh, better structured. Uh, it looks great. So, it does way better than it used to be, for sure. Oh, dude, yeah, it looks so much better than it used to. It looks great. Yeah. I have yeah. no idea. I have no idea what idiot put the last website together, but this new one, I'm completely behind. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know who did that, but I'm completely behind Uh, this new one. But no. Wait, who did it? I'm not in on the joke. Huh? What'd you say? (laughs) I said I'm not in on the joke. Who did it? Who made that? I did the last one, Dane. I did the last one. Oh, 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 oh. (laughs) You You just wanted me to say that. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I fell right into that trap. Anyway, guys, we have um we have a lot of shows in store for you this week. We have um Full Court Press, we have Wrestling yep, yep. Geeks Alliance, we have Hall of Heroes is coming back from their small uh little vacation. Um and you guys know the YouTube content uh will be up and going as per. Um so we have a lot of stuff in store for you guys and stay tuned because uh, within the next, I want to say maybe month, we're going to work in getting you guys some merchandise. So we're going to work on merchandise for <gasps> you guys too. Uh, 2018 is the year of the nation. Uh, and as Kanan put it, for the geek, nation. by the geek. That is geek I don't think I can nation. join that one. You don't think you can join that one? <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's four geeks, five geeks. Come on, get it four right. Four geeks, five you don't, geeks? You don't I'm fit, sorry. You don't, fit the, you don't fit the requirements because tools are not allowed. <laughs> no, no, domination is domination. I heard you, Joel. <laughs> you can, there. You can yeah. screw off, Kaden. You, you, you can screw listen, off. Listen, listen. All I'm saying is... Kaden is just like, team. he got a little, he got a little bit of Kanan's Negan. Kanan's yeah. football team won one playoff game, and now he is just He's like, on a high. he is letting yeah. it loose, man. <laughs> he is letting it loose. 
Yeah, and they're going to get yeah, annihilated so by uh, who's it, Pittsburgh or or New nope, England, it's whoever New they New play. It's New England. New England, yeah. yeah, they're, England. They're, they're, yeah good and luck. I'm not a, uh, and I'm not I can, an Alabama I can speak fan, for you on that sense. Uh, good luck. Roll <laughs> Ted. <laughs> what is Roll Ted? Uh, all right. Oh, I wish you giant right? luck, Kanan. Fuck you. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a great conversation tonight. Go on. Hold on. Did you guys have any other uh, things to say to end the show uh, regarding your upcoming shows or anything like that? Let's not end on the poor note of Kanan's horrible football team getting ready to be slaughtered next year. Oh. Uh, <laughs> is anything else you oh, my gosh. You bandwagon <laughs> Patriot fans. Oh. No. Let me, let me just say this. Uh, full, court, full Court Press is going to be back this Wednesday, um, and we never left um, because of the, <laughs> the way the schedule allowed us to, to, you know, no holidays to interfere with our with our shows, and we're going to have a great time talking NBA news. And fuck Kanan. <laughs> All right. That should be everybody's tagline. Uh, Joel, follow yeah. that up, brother. And I, I'm I looking at the clock, so don't worry, but – you guys need to watch wrestling or listen to Wrestling Geeks Alliance Thursdays, there you go. nine o'clock. Yeah. It will be great. And watch uh, Wrestle Kingdom. It was a badass thing. Jericho Omega. Yeah, yeah. I plan. To, I plan to, Absolutely. That's my sport. Absolutely. You have anything else to say, Joel? You have like thirty seconds. Well, I, I have an idea. Full car press, but I'll bring it up to you later. All right, perfect. All right. And just really quickly to mention to you guys. Joel did mention this, and we will be working on a show that is catered around us reading, um, us, us acting out uh, certain comic books. Um, so stay tuned for more details about that. Uh, that'll be coming. That'll Ooh. be coming, and that's going to be a lot of fun. So, guys, we will see you same time, same place. See you guys later. Adios. Love you guys. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.